Hello and welcome back to another episode of Talking Pack, the official sports podcast of the Nevada Sagebrush. I am your host, Derek Reardon, and with me is Dominic Gutierrez once again. How are you doing, my friend? I'm doing pretty good. How are you? It's been a little cold. Yeah. Getting into, you know, the early November days. Mm-hmm. We're finally starting to feel Reno fall. Yeah. So it's been a little chilly, but it's supposed to warm up here soon. So no kidding. Yeah. So on the docket today. Football won two consecutive games. Finally. It's a long time coming, to say the least. But it's whatever. They're winning now. We're going to go a little bit in detail on, you know, just our feelings about the game, kind of just the usual stuff we've been talking about for the past, like, two months almost now. On top of that, men's and women's basketball start their seasons next week. Mm-hmm. We just had uh, men's play an exhibition on Tuesday. I'm not even going to try to pronounce that university's name, so don't even ask. It's a lot. But, yeah, so they played an exhibition game. I believe women actually start their season on Sunday against mm-hmm. UNLV, and then the men start their season at home on Tuesday. So we're going to get a little bit into that if we have the time, which we will. And, yeah, but before we do anything else, we have an edition of Week in Review, starting off with women's soccer. The women's soccer team played against the UNLV Rebels on October 26th, losing 1-0. to Despite the loss, the Wolfpack clinched the sixth seed in the Mountain West Tournament thanks to a New Mexico loss. The Wolfpack then played on Sunday, October 29th against number three ranked Boise State. Unfortunately, the Wolfpack lost 2-0 and went out in the first round. They finished the 2023 season with a 6-10-5 overall record, doubling its wins from last season. And the Nevada volleyball team took on San Jose State at Virginia Street Gym on October 28th. The Wolfpack won in five sets, winning the match 3-2 and boosting their record to 7-16 overall. The Wolfpack will go on the road for four straight matchups beginning at San Diego State on Thursday, November 2nd. The women's swim team compete against the Fresno State Bulldogs on October 28th. The team wound up on the losing end of its first conference matchup, losing 123 points to 177 points. The women now look to November 15th through 17th, where they will head to St. George, Utah to compete in the Utah Tech Invitational. And lastly, the Nevada football team picked up its second consecutive win on October 28th, beating New Mexico 34-24 at home. The Wolfpack's defense picked apart the Lobos, collecting two interceptions and a pick six on the night. Nevada's 34 points was the most it scored in a game this season. Wide receiver Jamal Bell filled in for an injured Sean Dollars at running back, rushing for 76 yards on 11 carries and a touchdown. The Wolfpack will stay home this Saturday, November 4th, to take on Hawaii at 1 p.m. Pacific time. In Mackey Stadium. Yes. NBA interesting game to say the least but before we look a little bit ahead that game against new mexico i have my thoughts what are your thoughts about it because whole that as much as i'm a little annoyed about the offense still i think that was nevada's best showing of the year oh yeah 100 percent. that was definitely the most confident i think nevada has felt all year and just overall not even just looking at the score that was by far the most exciting matchup that Nevada has had all season. And I mean, it's credit to the defense for showing the hell out in that game. Yes. There's a big reason why we won that one. I, again, I don't, I don't mean to bring up old points that I've made in the past, but I said it fully. This team was going to win through its defense. I think I said this last week too, so I'm not going to try to pinpoint this too hard. Mm-hmm. But this was just example F at this point. Of what I was talking about. They played, and it wasn't as if it was like one like cornerback, one linebacker, 
or one safety getting all the picks or doing anything in that sense. It was a like three different secondary people got picks. Right. Defense crawled. They got a couple sacks too, if I remember correctly. The defensive line was crazy. It was overall. I was astounded by the defensive effort from Nevada this game. I was very, very, very happy that we were able to take out that win. Second half was a little rough in my opinion. Yeah. I think obviously when you change not schemes, but like when you change or adapt to a team, you know, obviously they're gonna you know, the defense will look a little different first half, second half. But I think we that was even though we gave up twenty four points and a half, which was a little scary considering our history with giving up first half leads. And I say our, but you know I use them interchangeably. Like our and they to refer to Nevada football. Just to make sure so that way people don't get upset. (laughs) But when you know, obviously they were doing better, but we were still able to even a field goal would have won us that game. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So also shout out Brandon Talton. Four for four for the day. He was the uh, Mountain West special teams player of the week. For doing so, no kidding. And I was again. I kind of made a little joke about him last week, and he goes four for four the next week. So kudos to him, amazing job. We don't get those field goals, we lose the game. Which goes into my point about the offense. We went into the red zone, I think, a sum total of six times, if I remember correctly. I could be dead wrong, or at least close, like close to it. You know, I mean, like either like right right on the tip, or uh, what's it called? A little bit of like like five ten yards away from the red zone, multiple times throughout that game. And we couldn't get touchdowns. The rest of the season is not going to be that easy to do that. We have, of course, we have Hawaii this week, which we're favorited decently. We are, yeah. Which is insane to say the least. But, like, we have Wyoming. I think, honest to God, Wyoming will be the game that either ruins Nevada's chance, like, late-stage chances of getting a bowl game. Or it's going to be the one that kind of proves, like, hey, we deserve a bowl game, personally. But you can't let your offense stutter that hard. You can't. And especially considering that I think we only had one offensive touchdown in the first half. The other one was a was a was the pick six. Yeah, with yeah. the pick six. So it wasn't even six, it was more like five mm-hmm. uh, red zone appearances or near red zone appearances. So I don't know. I again it goes back to my points. Offense needs to be better. But you mentioned it, Jamal Bell had a touchdown. Yeah. The first rushing touchdown or even offensive touchdown we've had in like at, until that point, five quarters. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not kidding. So, I don't know. Well, like, what are your thoughts about that? Because I think that like defense wins championships, but offense wins games. Yeah, and I mean, it's obviously, you know, when you have a defensive-minded coach and Ken Molson, you obviously, you, you know, right. you expect the defense to be producing how right. they're producing. So, to see that they're actually getting back on track and they're performing how they should is obviously a good sign. But it's, it's also something, like I said, that you expect. But regardless, you know, there's not really an excuse for the offense to be bad because of that. I mean, Brendan Lewis only had 92 passing yards and then 64 rushing yards, so he's still doing a lot on on the ground, which obviously is fine, you know, but I would like to see the passing game wake up more. And I feel like I've said that for a couple of weeks, but it's something that, you know, with the weapons you have, and especially with the running game, I mean, it was obviously good last week, even with some injuries, but you know, it's something that you kind of need to, it's just something you need to improve on. And if you want to score big in the game of football, you're going to have to have a passing game. Yeah. And I know Lewis did come out with an injury at the end of the last game, but he's going to play this 
this game, but that's just, you know, another thing. He, he has to be able to get the passing game going, like we've talked about, you know, and that's that's really going to be, that's really the X factor if you want to score, if you want to have another score like this again, because the defense isn't always going to get you, be able to bail you out and get you, you know, six points from a pick six or something. No, yeah, and to that point, Bianco did show some good, so, like, that's why I'm a little surprised that they're pushing Lewis already i would think they would at least give him a week unless he's not even hobbling at this point anymore right. but yeah all right lose starting that's fine yeah it's lamar jackson syndrome yeah all over again we've talked about that multiple times but talking about bianco he's young obviously he's a freshman so they each their own but i wasn't too much of a fan of bianco's play on saturday mm-hmm. i wasn't there were a lot of uh, like things that were missed that Lewis has just because he has experience. Right. So with it, like Bianco couldn't like didn't read certain blitzes. When we've been blitzed, I think during the San Diego State game, I think we were blitzed like they, uh, they were saying on the broadcast like eighty percent of the time, oh, wow, okay. if not around there, like yeah. at least three fourths. And New Mexico had a very similar mindset with that. Obviously, Lewis is a more mobile quarterback, so they're forcing him out of the pocket, and he's able to produce with his legs. Right. Not saying that Bianco can't run, but Bianco's main selling point at the moment is his arm. Yeah. So I, I'm a little worried that if we don't give Bianco good time, it's going to be an issue because he needs to develop. I said this, again, last week in more regards of like making sure he gets a start, but he needs time to develop. He needs to get that, like, the experience of, like, okay, how do I read this appropriately? How do I adjust? Because he hasn't had to start. So you can do all the work and practice all you want. There isn't a moment where you can't get good experience from game time. You know what I mean? So he needs – I'm not saying that Lewis shouldn't start. He's been guiding our offense decently well the last two weeks, right? But I think that you need to start putting Bianco in these game situations quicker. Yeah. And before he transfers, because we, Nevada kind of has a little bit of a young people leaving for other colleges problem, right. which is every college has that issue. But, you know, we'll get like a three, four star recruit. He'll be on the bench the entire season because we'll grab someone else. Like, like literally that situation happened in the offseason, to my knowledge. And then now Bianco's right in the bench. There's a, I don't think he's going to transfer. I think I don't know what he's thinking. I'm not in his mind or anything in that sense, but you know that this is a clear cut situation of that happening again. We need to get him some time. Yeah, and I definitely I thought um, since he is a Hawaii native and he originally was committed to play for Hawaii before he decommitted and came over to Nevada. I mean, it sounded like from what Ken Wilson was saying in his press conference this past week that Lewis is fine and he honestly, there wasn't much wrong with him the last game, but they just, you know, wanted to be precaution with how the score was and everything, you know, there's no reason to rush him back out. But I mean, I do think that Nevada should go back to, and I can't remember which game it was. I know it was a home game. It might have been UNLV, but I know that they kind of, they were playing a two-quarterback game to start in the first half so Lewis started but then at some point either at the end of the first or into the second quarter Bianco came in and it wasn't for an injury or anything but they just kind of switch it up and I mean you see a lot of NFL teams kind of do that style of they have that kind of two quarterback role whether they're both in the game or whether you know Bianco just comes in for special plays I mean you see the I know that New Orleans Saints do that you know like that kind of Taysom Hill kind of right. you know, quarterback and kind of feel 
deal. I mean, I even remember a few years ago when the Raiders had Marcus Mariota, they kind of did a little bit of that with mm-hmm. Carr. So it was just kind of, it's kind of that thing of, you know, I get it, he's a freshman, and I get, you know, Lewis is your guy, Lewis is a starter, that's his job. But I do think it would be, you know, play around with it, you know, especially if the score is one way, you know, let, you know, like this Saturday, if we're just blowing Hawaii out of the water, <laughs> no pun intended for that, but if they're you know if they're winning by a pretty large amount then you know let lewis sit for the remainder of whatever the game and see what bianco can do just to kind of get him those reps and kind of build that confidence to see what you have we just gotta kind of see what they want to do yeah that's the end of it there who knows so a little bit of early predictions a little bit earlier in the episode than we're used to but what do we think is going to happen in hawaii um, I do think that for Nevada, it's going to be more of a higher scoring game. I feel like, I mean, Hawaii has really been struggling as of late. I mean, I know they're on a, they're on a four game losing streak right now. They just got shut out by San Jose State on their home turf last uh, week. Ow. Yeah, 35 to nothing. They're not playing great football at all. I know their quarterback has thrown in that, in that during that four-game losing streak, he's thrown six interceptions. Ouch. So he's, he's thrown at least one in every game, and then there was a couple in one. And that's going to be huge for Nevada's secondary since they're coming off a three-interception game. Right, yeah, Mexico. yeah. So I definitely think it's going to be the defense is definitely going to take over that game I feel like Hawaii I just don't see them having a chance against that and even though Nevada's defense is still technically ranked pretty low nationally they've obviously been playing really well as of late Mm -hmm. I have a lot of confidence defensively wise so I think in terms of Hawaii, it's going to be low scoring for them. I guess we'll see with Nevada. I I would say it's probably going to be a pretty similar score as last week against New Mexico. Hawaii might not put up 24, but I do think anywhere between probably the 16 and 20-ish point mark is what Hawaii will produce. I would like to see Nevada put up another 30-piece, but... I guess that's all dependent on how much of a quality the offense can actually play. Mm-hmm. And I do know Sean Dollar should hopefully be back. So the running game. Oh, yeah, because you're getting checked. Yeah, the running game should be a little interesting just because with him back, but with Jamal Bell playing so well back there. So I guess we'll see what kind of play calls they cook up for that. Okay. Was well, score by chance? I would say 31-17 Nevada. Ooh, okay. Yeah. I'm with you there on it being a high-scoring game Mm -hmm. because I remember vividly while looking over stuff before the San Diego State game because San Diego State played Hawaii before us. I believe the Hawaii quarterback had over 450 yards of passing. Oh, yeah. If I remember correctly, it was like 457. I could be wrong. And he had multiple touchdowns, too. Hawaii still lost, but they still show they had an offensive prowess. Yep. Even in a bad losing streak. Now, of course, the picks recently have been horrible. So I do think that if Nevada, if the Nevada defense were to continue how they've been playing, they're dead in the water. Yeah. Hawaii. There's no way that they can truly beat us if they're not going tit for tack with us. Right. And that also goes for our offense. If we're kind of holding them off, get the, and I say we as in, you know, obviously the defense is holding off Hawaii's red zone attack, but they're still able to get field goals. We have to at least match them with field goals, which is what we've been kind of good at recently. Mm-hmm. 
but we just we need to kind of get that edge on offense, getting those touchdowns, getting those like true scores. Yeah. Not disrespecting field goals, but you can't win a game off of just field goals unless you're playing the Denver Broncos. So, <laughs> unless you're the Chiefs. So, but so it's like you have to really like look at this and just go, okay, which offense going to kill her first? Mm-hmm. Which offense is truly going to be an issue first? And I think the Hawaii's will be. Not trying to show bias, but I just think very like there is a very possible chance that our defense continues to do good and shuts out Hawaii's offense from doing anything, just like they did against San Diego State, yeah. held them to season lows, just like they did to New Mexico State, held them to season lows, or close to season lows. So I think it's going to be 27-13 Nevada. So I think it's a little bit less scoring from Nevada, but I do think that the defense holds off a bit more. Yeah. So, Okay. Yeah, I definitely think, you know, because Hawaii did win the matchup last year um, by a pretty good amount, and that was 31 to 16 the last season. Basically, your prediction, but but reversed. And I know they've, Hawaii has won the last, out of the last four matchups, they've won three of them. So, even when when Carson Strong was here, they won. So, that's that's saying something. Hawaii has had a track record against us the past uh, about four or five matchups. So, it's definitely not something to, you know, walk in on Saturday and take it lightly you know regardless of the record because i mean we have the same amount of wins as they do you know we're just on opposite sides of momentum so it's really just about keeping that momentum going and taking advantage of the funk that hawaii's in yep bowl game bound nevada's bowl game bound (laughs) always need to do is beat wyoming no i'm kidding but obviously you know there is the bowl implications if we do win out there's a lot yeah. yeah but either way so, just as a little bit of a preview, because we are getting a little later on time, but we'll, you know, talk about it for a little bit. Basketball yes. starts next week. I'm so excited. I am so excited. I haven't been to a game at Lawler yet. I'm so upset by that. I've been here for two years and I haven't been uh, to a game at Lawler. You've been to games at Lawler. You know how exciting been, it is. Yeah, it's, it's um, especially when the team is doing good and they're a lot of high expectations for this team compared especially to the men's team year. yeah yeah men's it's... team specifically women's team hopefully they do better i'm aiming like maybe like a you know six six seven record uh-huh. and what i mean by the like six six seven is like you know win two-thirds of their games hopefully right. but yeah no i'm so excited for this game what besides unlv because mm. obviously everybody's gonna look forward to the unlv games especially the men's unlv game in march yeah dude i'm so looking forward to that for both teams and if you want to pull up the uh schedules real quick while we do this because I think that would actually be smart. For both teams, what game is marked on your calendar as like one like, okay, this is going to be a lot of fun? For women's basketball, um, I definitely would say, yeah, I think for uh, the women's basketball, I mean, obviously um, the matchup against UNLV, it's not until February of next year, but you know, UNLV, they're projected to win the Mountain West this season. Um, yeah. They're just, they're very good at basketball from the women's side. So that one's obviously exciting. But a little earlier in the year, in November, actually, right before Thanksgiving, they do play Oregon at oh, home. Oh, me too. Um, Damn, me too. Yeah, Oregon, Oregon's just always a fun one. You know, whether it's football or basketball, I mean, granted, we're usually not on the best side of <laughs> that one. Um, no, but not this time. But it is to play a bigger school like that. It's always pretty fun to do. Yeah, I agree. Oregon, very much. I I think that's just one of those. It's not like a USC type game because women's basketball in Oregon isn't the greatest to my knowledge. Mm-hmm. They're still like obviously like a highly highly regarded D one program, but they're not necessarily like top. 
tier type stuff like other schools so yeah oregon most certainly i think we can even contend in that one person uh, po possibly and personally yeah i think we could possibly contend in that one who knows but on top of that i think men's we may have separate ones but when do they play them at home i'm looking at the schedule right now so pardon me For okay men's i'm definitely looking at it's not until February of next year, but getting to face San Diego State. God <laughs> dang it! We both had the same ones! <laughs> but, I mean, you know, they were a win away from being the national champions last season. No, and yeah. So, having... And last season, we actually, you know, kind of had their number. We beat them one game. Mm -hmm. And I think over, like, across the two games that we played them, we, like, the plus minus was better towards us. Mm-hmm. Also because our plus home, at, uh, our plus minus at home was astronomically large because yeah. we only lost one game at home yeah. in like O time. Yeah. yeah, that's an O time and overtime, same mm -hmm. thing. Meanwhile, like on the road, it was a little chippier. Yeah, so the least around. But yeah, like no, I'm like February 9th for them, and then I want. When's the first time we? Where is it? Okay, I'm looking forward to February 2nd against San Jose State. Okay, because that's the team that bounced us from the Mountain West tournament. Mm. So. That's true. I'm looking. Re I'm ready for the run back. Yeah. Both of those. I'm, well, one of those is not really a run back. The ones that got. Hey, they won a lot last time. Okay, mm -hmm. let's see how we do against them this time. The other ones like a. Uh, these guys knocked us out. We need to go punch their teeth in real quick. Yeah. Like that's yes, that's the one time where I'm like that one. Mm -hmm. Besides UNLV, obviously, no, but course. that one. I want yeah. that one. <laughs> so. Yeah, no, I'm very much looking forward to this basketball season, and I really hope I can get I can get to Lawler this time around, because it's stupid that I haven't been to a basketball game. Yeah, the plan is definitely to get to as many as possible this season. Agreed, agreed. So, anyways, I think that kind of wraps it up for this episode. So, thank you all for listening. If you have this far to Talking Pack, I'm your host Derek Raritan. Uh, Derek Raritan. Wow. And, again, with me is Dom Gutierrez. Thank you, thank you. Of course, thank you, everybody. And I hope you have a good rest of your week. Take care now. See ya.